Welcome to Quantum of Misses, the James Bond podcast that experiences 007 the old-fashioned way, in a random order designed to mirror the whims of the ITV schedulers in the 80s and 90s. I'm Christopher, and this is The Misses. Hi, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. And so it's a direct sequel to our previous podcast. Quinky Dink. Quinky Dink. Because that's what happens sometimes. Sometimes it makes it a Quinky Dink. Because we have just watched the first part of... Quantum of Solace. There is no tune! There is a tune. Yeah, but there's no tune I have to sing to. Quantum of Solace. Yeah. Uh, So, what did you think? Give us your general impressions, Fiona. Hmm. I was going to say, if it wasn't for one or two scenes, I would have told you I haven't seen this before. (laughs) But that is not unusual, is it? No. But I am enjoying it. Uh I am on the edge of my seat. Um... Mm-hmm. And it's Daniel Craig. I love Daniel Craig. But um, but no, I'm liking it. I, I I it is stretching me a bit to remember all the plot lines from the previous so film. It's had to be just a few weeks ago. I know. I'm glad we did it like this, or else I've been completely lost. But yeah, there is a few things weaving in and out of this. Yes, story. and that's that is unusual, mm. almost unprecedented in the Bond canon that we should have a, uh, arc. an arc, an immediate, and certainly unprecedented, almost, to have an immediate sequel. Mm. Because, basically, we saw him shoot Mr. White in the leg at the end of Casino Royale, mm. and at the beginning of this one, he is driving him to Siena to question him. Yes. He's changed his suit in between, but we'll gloss over that. Um, so what about that opening uh, sequel? Well, let's... Pre-title. Pre-titled. Anything you noticed about the pre-title? Well, I was just going to say it ran straight into the proper storyline. It wasn't like a no standalone true. thing, true, uh, which is unusual. Um, it was a car chase, pretty much. Mm-hmm. That was it. Okay. No, no, no other comments on it. It was did good. You, you like I'm it? not. I'm not a big fan of car chases. Mm-hmm. I, I think they go on a bit long. But at least there's plenty of different aspects of this in terms of. Having the door ripped off and... Well, just how is he going to get out of this one? Oh, we'll do that, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. But no, it was it was a good car chase. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked how loud it was. Oh, there's a lot of noise of the cars yes. and that kind of thing. And then so. there was to be sudden periods of silence and then mm-hmm. it would get really loud mm-hmm. again. I Actually, I remember when, we went, when I went to see this in the cinema, kind of feeling that I couldn't follow it because it was so quickly cut. And I think there is still a bit of that, but maybe you, your You're better mind tuned to just that. gets used to it. Yeah. There was a bit of 24-ness about it. Is that a very quick cut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Have you never watched 24? No. Okay. It involved an awful lot of commitment. Yeah, but I thought you might have caught the odd one before you decided it wasn't for you. No. no. Okay. Um, yeah, so I did like well, was there something else I was meant to note about the pre-cycle sequence? Well, it wasn't so much something you were meant to note, but something you were meant to note wasn't there. You'd, oh, the gun barrel. The gun barrel. 
because you're obsessed with this gun barrel. Well, and you see how I didn't miss it? I know how you didn't miss it. It upsets you. It tears you up inside. I know, and I'm, and, and you know, I know that you can level the charges of, well, you just want things to be all exactly the same, but I didn't see why you wouldn't have it. I think the argument is it's a direct sequel, so you know nothing's happened in between to have the gun battle. But it's like the gun battle. I don't think the gun battle is part of the story. I think it's no. a, this is a James Bond film, everyone. It's it's the same as saying broccoli's done it. You know, it's just what comes up at the beginning yeah. of the film. Yeah. So um. So I I I, I would have rejected that as a as a suggestion. necessary change. Yeah. So we had the car chase, then we had the title sequence, which mm-hmm. I. The music was very different. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Did you? But it wasn't very Bondy, and I'm not. And it's unusual for me to like it if it's not Bondy. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought for a minute we were going to get some sort of graphic um, pre-title uh, sequences that didn't involve naked ladies, but no. And I was going to think more of it for it, but no. But they were subtle, and at least you didn't see nipple. <laughs> But no, I didn't. I uh, I was let down yet again. Because there was naked ladies in it. Mm. Okay, I I quite liked it. Not just because it was naked ladies. <laughs> um, I I I I think that the theme tune. Some days that can be my favourite theme tune from all the Bonds. Really. And this 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 is this goes against my. You have to have the gun battle at the beginning, stand. I like it because it's different. Mm. I think it is quite Bondy, but I think it's one that I'm surprised. I'd say I was quite surprised that you said that you liked it because I think it needs to grow on you a bit. And I think when it grows on you a bit, you start to get all the Bondy and bits of mm. it. it. I almost think it's like they took a James Bond theme, cut it up, and threw it in the air and stuck it back together again. Mm. It just doesn't, you know, it's very staccato and bluesy and yeah. just kind of runs as it runs. The mix on this, now I don't know if this is because we're watching a DVD, a Blu-ray, and of course it's a 5.1 mix, but of course only you know half a million people in the whole world have a 5.1 system to listen to it on, so you're kind of getting a 5.1 mix folded down to stereo on your rubbishy speakers on the side of your TV. Um, but it sounded even better, I think, this mix than than the one that you that was commercially released. For one thing, there seems to be a massive echo on the vocals, which I really enjoyed. You're just saying a whole lot of words to I me know, now. I know, well I'm just just, just let you know that. It's five one mix, a bit like you having to have the right aspect ratio on the telly. A little <laughs> bit, yes, a little bit. Okay. Basically, it's five speakers, five speakers on one speaker, which is your subwoofer thing. I don't uh, really want to learn. No, you don't. It's fine. Don't worry about it, because I'm never going to have enough space in our living room to to have a proper five point one. You know, some folk have like hundreds of speakers in their living room. Yeah. And you're like, is this really put it in a home cinema. Yeah, a home cinema. Yeah, who's got the money for that? We will. Well, I might have the money for it, but I don't think it's I don't think it's worth it. Even though you're telling me about it in some kind of if only one day. And it annoys me that yeah, there's all these kid basically you can't get a Blu-ray anymore that isn't. It's just a five point one. It's like, well, why hasn't it got a stereo? Or even if it was originally a mono track, the original mono track. And that is important because some of these films won awards for their sound mixing in mono or stereo, not in 5.1. So it's like, you're telling me that this film's won six awards, six Academy Awards, but one of those Academy Awards you've taken away because you haven't, you haven't got the original mixer. Anyway, bit of a rant there on that. 
We like the titles. Do you have friends that speak your language? Yes. Do they all live in your echo chamber? Yes, they probably do. But that doesn't mean they're wrong. If you want to engage with Christopher on this, (laughs) please do, so I don't have to. But only if you're going to agree with me. I'm not interested in arguing about it. Um, okay, so, uh, after the titles, we get... M. M. I wonder if this really should, this bit should really have been the, in the pre-titles as well, where they interrogate Mr. White. Yes. Can I just say a thing about the names? Mm-hmm. Mr. White. Mm-hmm. Mr. Green. Mm-hmm. Mr. Slate. We mm-hmm. see a thing forming here, mm-hmm. which is the group of, as yet, unknown people. Mm-hmm. You are controlling everything. Is it not just stealing something from Reservoir Dogs? Yeah, a little bit. Although I get the feeling that... I don't know. I get the feeling that they are actually their real names. Or something. Yeah, but still, the the Bond writers Mm -hmm. are putting together some colourful names. Mm -hmm. And um, that has been done before. Yes. So they could have used some other thing that tenuously linked them all by some kind of theme that helps you remember who's the goody, who's the baddie. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, so yes, anyway. So yes, Mr. White in the conservatory with the Lupin. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he is going to be tortured. Mm-hmm. Though the, M suggests that she's going to, she's being a bit threatening, tortured bad cop about all mm-hmm. this, which I thought she would want to keep some kind of distance from the actual coalface of all this malarkey. Possibly. But it's got, yeah. This time it's got personal. Mm. It? So, um, Too important to leave to others. Yes. And then what? Oh, no, no, we had the conversation before that about oh, yes. uh, the, the info dump about um, Vespa's boyfriend, which is a reason that she turned on mm-hmm. Bond. Uh was apparently washed up on shore with his face all cut to pieces, but they did a DNA test and it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. But they were meant to believe it was him. Mm-hmm. It's just he's still alive. Well, that's why she says, you're not going to do anything stupid, are you, Bond? Like, go after him. Nothing to me. Do you think that's true? No, because he's deeply and madly in love with Vesper. Yeah. And still heartbroken that she betrayed, betrayed him. Yeah. And I, again... I see why this makes it a more not for you. deep film, but boring feelings. Get over it. <laughs> nice. um, so, uh, there, so then we have an interrogation when White breaks out, and it turns out that one of M's closest, M's actual personal bodyguard, that has been working for her for eight years, mm-hmm, has suddenly been awakened as a operative of this or- shadowy organization. Um, and attacks everybody, mm. and Bond goes after him. Now, aren't you thinking that why would you leave Mr. White to escape? Well, I think and go uh, after the bodyguard. Well, I think Bond had to go after the bodyguard because otherwise he was going to kill everybody. So Bond had to kind of chase him out. I think. No, because he had left before Bond chased after him. Oh, well, well, but still, White still think... can't move anywhere. Well, he did. I know, but it was going to be difficult. Well, I still think he should have pr- 
protected white because that torturing white could have given them much more information than some kind of weak. Yeah, but white's high up. He might be more. He might be less susceptible to torture than Oik, hmm. who has actually been acting as M's bodyguard for all this time. Yes, I mean that is shocking. Yeah, shocking. So they have a chase through the um, rooftops and uh, apartments of Siena and through the Palio. Although obviously they weren't there at the same time as the Palio, they just filmed the Palio separately, uh, which is a big horse race thing. Um, and I was beginning to think this is just a pale retread of the uh, building site chase at the beginning of Casino Royale. Mm. Until they did the swinging about bit on the That rope. was quite cool, wasn't it? That was quite good, yeah. Although there was a bit too many, obviously, special effects, like the glass falling on him and stuff mm. like that. They were like, yeah, that didn't really happen. Mm. Why am I so critical of the Bond films? Why, why must everything be real in Bond films, or at least look very, very real? I don't know. I think because you think they can. Yeah. The expectation led to that. It's quite like that, though. Again, that was another bit that I remember at the time, thinking, I can't follow this. I don't know what's mm. happening. So maybe this is a best film, uh, a film best seen twice. Mm-hmm. Or after ten years, when cinema has caught has been come caught really up, fast, yeah. and your head, your brains become attuned to it. You made our brain fitter. Makes you scary to think how quick films will be like in ten years' time from now. Mm. Uh, okay, so uh, what happens then? We go to London. We do. That's all I've written down. What happens in right. London? Well, that's when Bond gets kind of gets his mission, which is to uh, they find that the money that this bodyguard guy had, oh yes, was they, marked by because they marked all the money that the chief had, and other bills in the same bunch, lots of them have recently turned up in Haiti. Um. By this guy, Mr. Slate. So Bond gets sent out to find Slate because he's the next link in the chain, potentially. What was that film that. Casablanca? The short man married to Nicole Kidman. Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise. Was in where they did all of that things on. Ah, yes, Minority Report. Minority Report. It was a bit like that in that bit, wasn't that it? That computer screen that was like a touch screen and yes. it all moved about in front Getting of you. Getting near that, you know. Yeah, but MI6 seem to have abandoned that in Skyfall Inspector. They don't use those kind of computers anymore. Is that meant to come after this? Yeah. See, I'm losing... It's a bit like Bond, you know, in Moonraker, Bond had lasers, but now he doesn't have laser guns, when that would really obviously be quite a, quite a good thing, wouldn't it? Ah. Don't think about it too hard. No. Okay. So off he goes. Haiti. 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 Now, this is when you really realise that modern Bond films do not do the sexing up of locations for tourist reasons, do they? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, not all of them, no. (laughs) I mean, yes, Italy looked good and they did Mm -hmm. the Palio. Mm -hmm. uh, But, yeah. You don't want to go to Haiti. You don't want to go to Haiti. And they made that perfectly clear. Yeah. But then I don't suppose the Haiti Tourist Board, if there even is a Haiti Tourist Board... Um, it probably has bigger fish to fry yes. than having a tourist board. Um, is that concerned about we we don't really want any more tourists because they just become targets for horrific violence, etc. Yes. Um, but off he goes to Haiti, where he has a lovely fight in a hotel room with Mister Slate, and in the, in in what is becoming a Daniel Craig Bond uh, trademark, manages to kill him before he gets any kind of information from him at all. But at least. To, 
least, it to get any. At least M is um, commenting on that mm-hmm. and not and not just accepting of it. So, um, but I think you know, there's he was walking out the hotel mm-hmm. and just as he was go, had a thought, should I just check for my messages? Mm-hmm. And just so happened to have volunteered up. What Do you want the briefcase that we're holding yeah. for you? Uh, yeah. So at this point, you realise that she thinks he's the man. It's like, well, maybe they did look quite alike, so that is quite handy. I don't think she. I don't think she'd met him before. Yeah, because I thought then we're meant to think the same with the woman. The woman in the car. The what's her name? The oh, you mean the receptionist? I thought you meant Camille. No, no, no I didn't mean the Camille. I meant the receptionist. Receptionist. So I was just thinking, oh, well, yeah, no, maybe they could. Think. I think that might be a sort of reverse racism. You all look the same <laughs> kind of a thing. But you're a white man. That's close enough. They were both blonde, at least. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so he got that suitcase. And this then, this obviously he played along to get the suitcase. And then he walks out and, what's her name? Camille. Camille uh, says, get in. And... He has to just play along for quite a long time mm-hmm. before he has any idea what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. And then he quickly realised as he opened the suitcase that he, he was, was there the, to kill her rather yeah, than do the deal. But, yeah. mm-hmm. um, so I thought, I like that scene. I thought it was very well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, he's being chased by, they're being chased by that point by the guy on the motorbike mm. who he steals the motorbike from. Yes, know, but again, the guy on the motorbike tells him he should have killed him, thinking that he's the other killed her, yeah. thinking that he's the other guy. Guy. Yeah. So again, is that the you will look the same to me, or I don't know. I think it might, that might also be just that I'm, I've been told that somebody's going to kill her, and I've got to presumably like, pick him up or something. Yeah. Well, no, I presume she, he was there to um, make sure he did it. No. I could be. I don't yeah. know. Something like that. Anyway. Uh, but he follows her to what turns out to be Dominic Green's lock-up in the, on the They harbor. do an awful lot of explaining and discussing in the uh, broad open air that Bond could therefore watch and try and deduce what's <laughs> going on, when they have perfectly good offices that nobody could see. Yeah. Anyway. What, was, what do you think Green was meant to be doing when we first came across him? He like had a long roll of like receipts and he was stamping something on them. Was he just wasting time Well, until the general arrived? Well, I thought he was trying to forge something, and he was just practising the stamp and seeing if it was... Ah, uh, OK. That's what I thought. All right, fair enough, fair enough. And we also meet his henchman, who... I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know where I've told this in the film, but his name is Elvis. He's got an interesting haircut. He does. Well, it turns out not to be a haircut. No, and I I didn't notice until later on that it was a wig. Mm -hmm. But I just thought that haircut, sort of the monk short fringe thing, Mm -hmm. made him look mad, which I think we're meant to believe that he's slightly... He doesn't really do anything that makes him mad. No, but the haircut does it. Yeah, the haircut haircut is is doing a lot of heavy lifting there. Uh, And... So this is where we kind of get the beginning of what is going to eventually become the plot, which is that Green is in cahoots with a general from Bolivia to destabilise the country so that the general can launch a military coup. Now, the general seems to have employed Green or contracted Green to do that, and in return... 
Green wants a particular area of desert, which the general says, there's nothing there. Yeah. And he says, doesn't matter. That's what I want. Um, Camille also wants to see the general. Yeah. Um, because her family used to be alive in Bolivia, and there seems to be some beef yeah, he them. killed his, her family, basically. All right, you've, you've cottoned on to that. Then. Yeah. Okay, yes, he killed her family. Um, and I don't know how she was thinking that she, she presumably wants to kill him. Mm-hmm. How he would, he, she would get close enough or be allowed, you know. Well, she did, she almost did. Well, no, she was there, but the, he was surrounded by men. There's no way he... But she, I don't think she cares about him killing her. She, cares, she doesn't care about getting away. She's just there for revenge, because when she gets put on the boat with him, clearly as a sweetener, as Mm. Green says, to be presumably raped, we assume, dump her over the side once you're finished. Um, And when Bond is then chasing them, when he, just as he gets onto the boat, she's about to kill the general. And he knocks the gun out of her hand. Well, that's true, yeah. Okay, that's all she was there for, was she just wanted to kill him. Mm -hmm. That was quite good, the boat chase... The boat, bike boat, bike boat. It went on a bit. Do you think? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. She also gets knocked out there and Bond just kind of dumps her with her. That was quite good. It's a very nihilistic Bond, I think. What does that mean? He doesn't really care about any of the consequences. There's Mm. that bit. There's the bit where he just steals a car. I mean, he was saving her. Uh Uh-huh. Even though... He doesn't want to mop up his messes. Yeah. But he does care that she survived and all that kind of thing. Sorry, what was the other bit he didn't care about? Well, he just stole a car at one point. Yeah. Oh, this'll do. I'll steal this. And he needed to get somewhere. Killing the bodyguard when we get to Austria. He just feels like, yeah, whatever. Uh, He doesn't, he's not bothered about the consequences of what's happening. Well, he knows that he's got a greater purpose Mm. than all these things. He's also got a yeah, snazzy little old Sony Ericsson phone, which you're obviously meant to think. Well, was but that's, that's part of what happened is he passed his card into the area where Green works, and then they phoned oh, yes. the number, and that was all he needed to be able to put a trace on that phone. Yeah, and he uses that to trace them all over the place. So mm-hmm. the henchman was a bit silly to do that, really. Mm. That was what Bond wanted them to do. Yes. Yep. <coughs> And, um. And what? And then afterwards, they. He. Calls in, uh, his name, Dominic Green, to. Oh, yes, M. M. Montana. And they phone the, uh, CIA to see if they're. Interested. Interested in him. And he, um. They got. Put straight through to the yeah, guy in South America. Yes, which implied that they knew exactly who she was talking about, mm-hmm. and they are interested in him. But then, turned out that they were on a plane with him. Yep. And they were doing deals with him, and Felix is not happy. No, because Felix is definitely a good guy, isn't he? Yeah, and he denies that he knows Bond, which was a bit of a test that his boss did not like him failing at because mm-hmm. he knew he knew Bond. Mm-hmm. Although the boss did did have a point there, which was when he says, you're right, we should just deal with nice people, shouldn't we? Yeah. Because because basically the the CIA have done a deal, they'll turn a blind eye to the coup 
in return for any oil that gets found. Because all the Yanks care about is the oil. Yes. But because they also know that Green's been buying hundreds of miles of pipes. Pipeline, which suggests he's found some oil. Which can surely only mean oil. Mm. Surely. Surely. So Bond follows them. Yep, to the aeroporto. And they are flying to Austria. Mm-hmm. So Bond goes to Austria too. Yes. Has Bond been told to... No, he hasn't quite... He hasn't been told to stop doing things Not yet, yet no. No, because M got him a charter today. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, so in Austria, he goes to the opera, because that's where they're all going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because that's where they have their secret meetings, with their little earpieces that they get in their goodie bags. Yes. Quite like that idea, the goodie bags and the, and the special goodie bags. Yes. No, it, it was nicely done. Um... And visually spectacular, the opera house place yes. and, the, and the staging of it. And it's quite good that Bond <laughs> figures out, flushes out most of them by talking over the headpieces mm-hmm. and then taking their photographs so they, they realise who's who's who and who's what and what's doing. Um, Doesn't flush out Mr White though. No, even though he was only few he's people smarter, away. He is see. smarter, yes. Um But one of those that he flushes out turns out to be a special advisor to the Prime Minister. Yes. Whose bodyguard goes after Bond. So he kills him. And who Bond kills. Well, Bond doesn't kill him. Bond drops him off the roof and he lands on the car. Oh, yes, and then... But it's actually Green that kills him, that shoots yes, him. Yes, but they Bond all gets the Bond rap for him. Yeah. And that's when M tells him to stand down and... Yes. Cancel Locks all these cards, cards and, and all that kind of thing, yeah. And don't let them get back wherever on earth they're going, which doesn't right No, me. sorry, uh, uh-huh. before that, when when he's, um, when Green sees Bond, as he, and they start shooting at each oh, other. Oh, yes, inside the opera house. It's very effective that they did it, it went silent. It's kind of like with the Tosca playing Aye, in the background. Oh, all you're hearing is the Tosca, yeah. Yeah, and then it's silence, and then suddenly a scene from Tosca and all that kind of stuff. I thought that was very effective. Mm-hmm. And very different mm-hmm. kind of approach. So I like that. I wanted to say that. Good. So Bond tries to get to Bolivia, but his car's been cancelled, so he can't. So he goes to Italy. Because who's in Italy? Mathis. Who is the guy that he thought was double-crossing him before he realised it was Vesper. Mm-hmm. And he got Mathis. Uh, well, bear in mind, then, when M said, so Mathis was innocent after all, he said, no, no. Keep sweating him because just because she's guilty doesn't mean he's innocent. But they discovered in the end he was innocent mm-hmm. and so gave him a big house. And apparently all is forgiven from Mattis after being tortured like that. Oh, well, he does say it takes a lot to admit you were wrong. Which is what Bond is basically mm-hmm. saying, isn't it? There is a bit of a timeline issue here, though, because... Unless a lot of time is meant to have elapsed at the end of Casino Royale between the scene when Bond tells M to sweat him to sweat him longer and Bond mm. capturing Mr. White, that can only be a matter of days. Though in torture days is probably longer. Yeah, but he's got to have a, a villa bought for him. Oh yes. and install himself in that villa and as be well. better. Yeah. And show no signs of torture. Mm. Whereas Bond took torture. a long time to recover from his from torture. From his torture, yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, that 
But Bond doesn't know who he can trust. Mm-hmm. He's been cut off from his supplies, so he's the only person he can trust, uh, and Mattis. Why do you think Mathis agrees to go with him to Bolivia? I think, A, he's a bit bored. <laughs> B, he sees her, the the guys that are all clubbing together and maybe he's actually concerned what's going on and wants oh, to try and prevent yes, it. yes, okay. Um, and I think he does have time for Bond. Mm-hmm. So... They go to Italy. And also, he knows... Sorry, they go to Bolivia. Mm-hmm. He, he has contacts there because he used to be based there. Yeah. So he knows he can help. So he goes mm-hmm. there and tries to catch up with his contacts. It seems to me that the main thing that ultimately pushes him there is the wife-slash-girlfriend saying, come and rub some lotion on my back. And he just kind of goes, ah, forget this. Let's go to Bolivia. Yes. Um, and they meet... Feels. Oh, are we missing out the flight? I thought you'd like the bit on the flight and the bar on the... Why? Because it was, you know, feelings and emotions. Well, it wasn't. It was denying feel- feelings and emotions. Oh, maybe that's why I liked it. Yes, that's maybe <laughs> why you liked it. It was the suppressing of feelings and emotions. Yes. Okay, fair enough. But at the airport in La Paz, Bolivia, they meet Agent Fields. Agent Fields, who just wears a trench coat and boots. No, there is no suggestion, there's no evidence of that. She may have some a short dress underneath. Well, that may be true, but it was Bolivia, it was hot. Does she need to be dressed like that? She just looks like Inspector Gadget spy. <laughs> Does Inspector Gadget not wear anything underneath his dress? <laughs> well, there's a, a whole new realm of is that, is that what you thought as a child? That man is naked under there. See, I didn't. <laughs> and then it's just an odd look that, that she was. Is that the ultimate gadget of Inspector Gadget? <laughs> go, go, gadget copter. Whoa! <laughs> so, anyway, I just th- thought she looked odd. Okay. But I think maybe partly that was to do with her having some kind of big reveal later when she's sexy at the party. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, she tries to book them into a crappy hotel, mm-hmm. and he says this won't do, and book them into a swanky hotel, obviously, to alert Green to the fact he's there. Like, he, he, okay. he wasn't trying to be subtle. Um, and it worked, because he got invited to Green's party. Well, I, d- I thought Mathis got the invite through his contacts, rather than Bond being invited. Oh, sorry, I missed that then. I thought Bond would have been invited. No, I think because Mathis said, I'm going to... Mathis said, when they first went to the Porsche Hotel, Mathis said, I'm going to see some of my contacts. And then when he came back, he said, do you want to go to a party? Mm, Okay. By which time Bond had already worked his Bondian magic on Agent Fields. Yes. And she was, like, disappointed in herself for Mm -hmm. caving. Would you be disappointed in yourself for caving to Daniel Craig? Not at all. But... (laughs) <laughs> I just wish I mean she's a she's an agent mm-hmm. why can't she be in charge of her does it, why does she have to be so oh I caved I'm weak I'm feeble I wish I was stronger it's just like if you're going to sleep with him sleep with him and be proud of it yeah Bond caves all the time he doesn't care he doesn't think it. he's he probably does now feelings no he doesn't care about it so yes I'm upset by that and they go to the party, and all people are there, mm-hmm. um, including Camille. Camille. 
who bought, who Green certainly doesn't expect to see. No, because he he presumes that the Oblivion despot has had his way and chucked her over the edge. Well, does he see no, the Bond? No, because he, well, he, he certainly is watching the beginning of the chase. Oh, and in the, he refers to Bond as a pest to yeah. the CIA. So, mm-hmm. he, he, yeah. So, why does he not think that she's alive then? I don't know, but he, oh, doesn't, yeah, think, he, doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't think she's yeah. coming to the party because then she basically messes up his, 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 his cover, which is environmentalism, mm. by telling the environmental supporters that Basically, he sold the logging rights, so it's his it's his fault that the, mm. the yeah, land is disappearing. Yeah, and um, he threatens her, and then Bond comes in to say, "Excuse me, I'm going to save this <laughs> Excuse woman." Excuse me, and if you're going to borrow juice, <laughs> I'm going to save this woman yet again, even though she doesn't want it. But mm. then we get uh, Fields going up the stairs, pretending not to know them, and then tripping up the man, Elvis. Elvis. Um, so that was quite good. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about in the hotel after, well, when Bond says to Fields, do you want to come to a party? She says, I haven't got anything to wear. He says, we'll have to see about that. And then suddenly she's got this dress. Where did that dress come from? They went shopping. Oh, did they? Mm. Okay. I thought maybe you'd run out from the curtains or something. <laughs> what, like Sound of Music style? Yeah. <laughs> it does have a very big bow on the front of it, <laughs> which could be like a tie back for the curtains. No. 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 Okay, but so off he goes with Camille. Mm-hmm. He says, I want to see this project that Green is so intent on. Um, but they get pulled over by the police. Yes. Who say, let's see your documents, which he hands over. Open the trunk. Which, which says, well, yeah, which he already notices. Why you ask me that? As if they'd be told to ask him that. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, there's something in my trunk that I don't and know what's about. in his trunk? Mathis. Mathis. Dead, I presume. Presumably. And then you ended it. Well, that was half was more than halfway point actually. It's quite a short one tomorrow. But still, we were mid scene. <laughs> it's a cliffhanger. Mm. Your son hates cliffhangers as well. Can I tell you? No. No, no, no episode. No, you have to be. Ooh. So that was Quantum of Solace. I still don't think I've seen it. Okay, you've seen half of it now. General thoughts? I like it, but it's a bit involved. It is a bit involved. Um, and I think what also makes it a bit more, seem a bit more involved is, it, remember there was a writer's strike in Hollywood? Oh yes, I remember that. Okay, well this, <laughs> basically the, the writer got this draft in on the wire of the writer's strike, and then they'd start making it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it maybe wasn't quite as polished as it could have been. So apparently the director and Daniel Craig wrote a lot of it and moved stuff about and changed stuff. So there's a bit of sort of, there might have been a very clear story at one point, but now we've talked uh, it up and moved it around. Yeah. Um, bit to it. Um, I have to say, I, I, I remember this, I've only, this is only the third time I think that I've seen this film, maybe the fourth time I've seen this film. And I remember the last time watching it and thinking, this film was a lot better than I mm. thought it was. So when you first saw it in the cinema, you were just like, too much going on. I didn't on a like it. No. I didn't like it. But then a lot of that might have been, sit down, no gun battle. I hate this film. Yeah. Can that, and that's you're, what, you're, you're very like that, aren't you? But that's another thing. It's like, you know, why would you risk that? Mm. I'll just come back to gun battle. And why that. would it be, it'd be so easy to put one in. Yeah. Whereas now I actually quite like it. And the other thing I always think about, I've always kind of think is that is the thing I thought about Daniel Craig's Bond is he could do with a few more 
good lines, but in fact, he has got a few funny lines in this. Like what? Well, um, when M, when they're at the flat of the bodyguard, and M's saying, I've, can I found this, and for the other Christmas present that I gave him, mm. uh, and then smashes it, and Bond said, I don't think he smoked. You know, as in, you didn't even know him anyway, kid. So she's like, well, that's kind of the point. Uh, and then when they meet Fields at the airport, and she says, you know, I will take you to the plane and change if I have to. And Mathis says, I think she might have handcuffs. And Bond says, I hope so. Uh, and then another bit, quite always when she, she says, this hotel, the Shropshire Hotel, fits our cover. We're teachers on sabbatical. So when he goes to the good hotel, he goes, we're teachers on sabbatical, and we've won the lottery. Like cover is still in place, and now we're in a fancy hotel. So, I, so he is. Well, I thought was, he is quite funny. I'm, I'm letting that, gotta let that go. Mm. Gotta let that go. The um, the little Q badges that are of their their earpieces seem to be Qs as well, mm. and they've got these little Q badges. And Green is wearing one at this party. And it's like, is that not, is something that we can go, what's that? And you're going to have to either make up a story or say, oh, this is the uh, secretive organisation that I'm part of. But maybe people don't ask that kind of thing. and But the people who are in this organisation need to know who each other are because they might not oh. have necessarily met them. So it's like the funny handshake of... Ah. So you think it's like in, this, in these circles that I don't move in, but maybe you do, of, you know... Massive capitalist criminals. Um, We'd be living in a much better if that was the case. <laughs> yeah. Is there sort of a saving face kind of thing where I can't ask what that is? Because if I don't know what that is, then I don't know. I'm not in with the in <laughs> So I sort of it's kind of hiding in plain sight. It's perfectly reasonable to wear that. I think it's also, if someone's wearing a badge, mm-hmm. you don't ask them what it's about. Do you know what? No. What's that about then? I do. But do you, you not? Am I, that's because I'm James Bond, basically. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I think about this this bit of this film that we watched is the beginning of it is very James Bondy. There's like a car chase, then almost immediately there's a foot chase and a gunfight. Mm. Then there's a boat chase. Mm-hmm. Then there's quite a long period where bugger all happens. And all the emotion come out. Well, not even that. Just kind of like we're chatting about this and we're chatting about that yeah. and we're following a lead and we're doing that and we're doing this. And it's like, oh, this is, it's kind of like the first sort of 15, 20 minutes. I'm like, this is actually like a sort of good, I just want the sort of escapism of James Bond. Mm-hmm. Ooh, boom, 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 bang, 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 type of bite, etc. But then it's, so it's a, it's a, it's a first half of two halves. It's a first half of two halves. It's a first quarter. <laughs> So, anything else to talk no. about? No. All right, then. that's us. Well, in that case, uh, there's nothing left to say about the Quantum of Solace will return after the news. Mm-hmm.